millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Before we get into today's video, I just want to remind you that this show is available on Spotify and Apple's podcasting platform. Go over and subscribe, leave me a review, it helps out so much. Greetings and salutations, loyal viewers of this channel. Today we're going to have a discussion, a conversation, just like the Philip DeFranco show, because you guys know for a fact that I'm a huge fan of my boy Philly D, about Ethan Klein having a conversation with comedian Tim Dillon on his podcast, and Ethan and Ela decide to go full in favor of censorship and i'm going to break down their horrible embarrassing arguments we're gonna have a good time and i will demonstrate to you with evidentiary based facts and evidence that ethan and Ela are in fact the authoritarians they are in fact the people that you should watch out for and of course people who think like this people who want to implement this kind of censorship when they lose something politically are in fact the problem in this country and we have to push back against them but before we get into that before we do a deep dive into that this video is sponsored so i'm gonna toss it to the sponsor like i'm gonna do a little like basketball toss like shoot the shoot the j and then we'll bring it back over here and we'll discuss it on the other side do you have a plan for an earthquake what about a severe weather event what about a situation where your power goes out like what happened when the frost hit the state of texas well you definitely should because what we've seen time and time again is that the unprepared get left behind and those who thought ahead end up prospering and in light of that reality this is one of the reasons why i'm so happy to be partnering with getasurvivalkit.com this backpack is compact easy to store in your car or in the front of your property so you can grab it and go in a crisis situation Situation. It has all the supplies that you'll need in order to make it through the first 72 hours, including food. They got a big ration brick in here, medical supplies, first aid kit, and lighting so you can actually see where you're going if the power goes out. And again, easy to store, compact, and great. And one of the best things about this is that if you're a listener to the show, if you're a viewer, if you're anybody who watches this and you go to getasurvivalkit.com, you can get this for 50% off. That's 50% off and it gives you peace of mind. It cannot beat that deal. So I never heard of Tim Dillon. I know somebody out there is going to be like, how is that even possible? But it is in fact true. He showed up on Joe Rogan, saw some clips from him, found them interesting. Then he showed up on the H3 podcast and this is when the comedy ensued. This is when you saw that Ethan and Ela, with all their prep and research and time and them picking the topics, can't do enough against an unprepared comedian in order to convince anybody that they're not authoritarian loonbags. But before we get into the heart of the issue, which of course is the censorship portion of it and Ethan and Ela being pro-censorship, let's get into a side issue, which is them talking about student loan debt, because I found this portion of the conversation extra hilarious. And then like yeah. students are the people what? least qualified to take on an 
enormous amount of debt. It's like you just finished high school, don't even have a fucking credit card. Here's two hundred thousand dollars. Crazy. And by the way, yeah, when I got loans, they were like insane high interest too, like nine percent. Yeah, I mean that's borderline. Yeah, that is criminal. Like criminal situation. So the reason I have to emphasize this clip in particular is because this is what I call convenient infantilization of adults. According to Ethan and Ela, if you're 17, 18, 19, again, in and around the legal range of an adult, you're just too stupid, too much of a dumb, dumb idiot, not smart enough to understand the definition of the word loan. You can't possibly imagine that when you're given a loan, that's not just a big check for you that you never have to pay it back. But in fact, you do have to pay it back. And the interest rate on that loan is actually the percentage more that you're going to have to pay back than what you borrowed and that compounds annually and for some reason 18 year olds are just too stupid to understand this concept now of course this comes from the same group of people who think that you can pick your gender at age four you can start on puberty blockers at age 11 you could start hormone replacement at age 13 and then you could start permanently augmenting your body later in your teens before you become a legal adult all that apparently is perfectly within the realm of reason for a child to be able to conceptualize visualize understand the consequences of and make those decisions for themselves and you're a horrible bigot if you say otherwise but the idea that your kid at age 18 would know the definition of the word loan totally crazy totally nuts totally wild and of course i've talked about before how i at age 19 knowing that student loans could not be paid back knowing that the school was trying to get me and my mother to borrow loans for me to go to college decided to walk out of the building and go to a community college so I could pay it out of pocket instead. But apparently, I deserve to be punished, and the people who went and partied for four to six years at schools that they picked because they have luxury water parks at them. It's a water park that rivals even those at top resorts. A 25-person hot tub, a wet deck for tanning, a diving well, water slide, all wrapped within a 64-foot lazy river. But this isn't Turks and Caicos, it's Lubbock, Texas. And the two-acre water park is just one section of the Student Recreation Center at Texas Tech University. Oh, I just heard of a couple friends that go to universities that just have like lap pool kind of deals. And it's just cool to tell them about our luxurious river. Deserve to be bailed up. I wanted to come here for my major specifically, but when I saw that they had a lazy river, that definitely moved it up on my top priority list. So even with the average tuition nearing $40,000 and student loan debt topping $1.2 trillion, there's no stopping colleges from building amenities once unimaginable on campuses. At the top of the wish list, the luxury dorm room. Because, of course, you have a natural human right. It is to your core. It's definitely in the Constitution to go to an adult daycare center, borrow money to do so, and then shift the responsibility for paying back the loan that you agreed to pay when you borrowed the money to somebody else or two people who are less well off than you because that makes total sense and is perfectly logical and sound and sensible. The only debt you cannot get out of in bankruptcy it's, court. It's like so fucking how not, not, they even pass No that? matter how bad your life is, right? You could be dying. They will How not they forgive. do that for students? What? But the other thing that I find incredibly amusing is clips like that. There you have Ethan's wife saying, why would you not be able to get rid of this through bankruptcy? Why would you not be able to discharge this loan? I don't understand. It doesn't make sense. I'm not going to do any research into this idea at all whatsoever. I'm just going to say it's not fair because students, don't you feel bad for people who are students? They're just trying to learn. Aren't they students? How they will not they do that for students? What? 
But now, if Ela would have done, you know, five percent of the research required, if she would have done one Google search to figure out why this is the case, it would make perfect logical sense. When you borrow for a house, the reason you are allowed to declare bankruptcy if you can't pay off your mortgage is because the bank has the house as collateral. When you borrow for a car, the same exact thing is true. When you borrow for a student loan. It's not like the bank can take back your degree as a form of collateral. So there's nothing to be able to protect them from potential loss like in those other loan scenarios. This is why you can't declare bankruptcy for student loans. They will not they do that for students. What? Now, to be clear, my idealized society, my perfect solution to this problem would actually to be to remove the bankruptcy protection, but also remove any federal subsidies for loans. So that way, the private lenders would actually have to assess your ability to pay it back based on your grades going into college and based on the major that you're going to. So that way, you don't end up borrowing a bunch of money because it's guaranteed by the federal government to go study dance theory or whatever ridiculous major. This would put downward pressure on tuition because all the incentives that we have that are specifically designed to make college more affordable end up getting absorbed by the university at this moment. But in our current system where the federal government is granting these loans or guaranteeing these loans, the idea that you would just let people as soon as they graduate declare bankruptcy and shift all of that cost onto the taxpayer is an absurdity that nobody should sign up for, and it's basic logical sense that this would be the process based on the fact that there is no collateral. You have to offer something as a bit of an insurance policy to the bank in order for them to give you the loan. But the lack of knowledge about basic facts from Ethan, his wife, and everybody in the studio that is in front of a computer is not surprising at this point. Leftists tend to look at something, think about how they want in the world, and shut themselves off to all alternative information. And in fact, this is actually a really common idea or a really common way of operating by a lot of people across the political spectrum. However, of course, data shows us that the further left you are, the less informed you are, and the less aware of the other side of issues that you are. See The Righteous Mind by Jonathan Haidt if you want to know about more of this. Andrew Tate, I want to talk to you about. Yes. Uh... Yes, so... Is he banned, they banned him on everything? He's yeah. banned on everything. Seems I know you didn't little... love that. I love it. So then the topic of censorship comes up, and this comes up in the context of the coordinated media campaign that was successful in getting Andrew Tate to be banned off the internet. Ethan and Ela, who participated in that media campaign before the ban, are, of course, in favor of it because they are authoritarian, and they're trying to make their arguments for it, and it all boils down to the fact that they don't like this guy and vague allusions to him potentially being dangerous, and, of course, allegations related to to criminality that have not been adjudicated at this point in time. Uh, well, yes, I know that you love it, but I, I just worry about, you know, number one, is he that crazy that you would ban him? Yes. Yes. Actually, I have clips because I wanted to persuade you. I, okay. You don't need to agree with me. Now, at this point in time, many content creators decide to tell you that they don't agree with Andrew Tate, but they defend the principle of freedom of speech. But honestly, you guys aren't stupid. You're not idiots. You understand if you watch my content and you're aware of Andrew Tate where we would disagree. So I'll let you fill in those gaps for yourself. I'm going to try to respect your intelligence going forward. And we're just going to get into Ethan and Ela's argument. However, I do want to point out that Ela 
repeatedly treats the accusations of human trafficking against Andrew Tate as if they were factually true and proven, and that is just not the case at this point in time. If you take into yeah. context also that he's done sex trafficking, does it change your opinion? Well, listen, 100% if he's doing sex trafficking, mm-hmm. well, then he that's... Is. She's completely wrong about that, and it's a ridiculous argument to say that somebody should lose their Instagram because they're involved in human trafficking, when in reality, somebody should probably, and I know this might sound crazy, be arrested and sent to jail if they participated in human trafficking, not lose their Twitter account. So this is a completely irrelevant point. It keeps coming up from Ela when she's losing the argument because this is her grasping at straws, and when this is adjudicated, if he were to be convicted, we'll talk about that at at that point in time, but it has nothing to do with the censorship conversation and the arguments that they put forward in favor of his censorship. A lot of people go, oh, well, they're going to ban him. They're going to start banning everybody. Right. Uh, there could, but the people who have been truly deep platformed yeah. yeah. kind of deserved it. So Ethan's argument about how everybody who was deplatformed at this point in time, at this moment in history, totally deserved it. So there's nothing to worry about it because these unaccountable social media boards are doing everything all good in the hood right now. No big deal. This is ridiculous on its face for a number of reasons. First and foremost, people were banned off of social media for tweeting learn to code at journalists or not even at journalists, even though they were making fun of those same journalists when they were talking about their jobs being lost and how they need to move on to other industries. This was fun. You're poking fun at an elite class or people who view themselves as an elite class, and yet social media companies were banning them because when journalists tell you to learn to code, that's no big deal. But when you tell journalists to learn to code, all of a sudden, then we're in big problems. Also, people were banned for talking about the lab leak theory, which which we'll get into a little bit later. But even if we took Ethan's premise at face value, this is basically falling for the same trap from that old Holocaust poem about how first they came for the communists and then I said nothing because I wasn't a communist. Ethan's version of it is, first they came for the communists and I said nothing, and then everything after that was sunshine and rainbows, didn't worry about it, no big deal, all good in the hood. Now the point I'm trying to make by referencing that poem, the whole point of that poem, is that even if you don't feel like you're affected by the situation or you don't like the people who are affected by a situation you have to worry about the precedent you have to worry about what is being established what is being normalized these would all be things by the way that ethan and Ela would talk about if you said this was coming from the right wing or anything like that And that's something that should be concerning to you. And to Dylan's credit, he actually brings this up to Ethan and Ela, which, of course, they fail to understand on any level. Um, He's saying stuff like that women are the property of their boyfriend or husband, whatever it is. He's saying is... Okay, which I disagree with. Mm-hmm. So first of all, what you have here is a secondhand game of telephone as the explanation for why this guy is such a bad guy. And Andrew Tate has said some reprehensible things about women. I will go on the record and state that most obvious thing about obvious. But the clip that she's referencing is Tate saying that if he is responsible for somebody and then he compared a woman to a child, which is fine. It's just an analogy. Everybody relax. Then that thing should listen to me. So that's not him actually saying that that 
that's his property. That's him saying that if he's supposed to be responsible for a woman, like in alimony situations or whatever, then the woman should listen to him. Now, you can disagree with that. I disagree with that. We all understand that. Was Andrew Tate being a little edgelordy? If he was serious, would that be considered misogyny? Sure. But how is this the most dangerous thing that everybody needs to nuke him off the platform? Whatever, whatever. That That's not... You're making giant leaps based on your misinterpretation of a quote. And even if you interpreted that quote properly, first of all, this isn't different from stuff that is in certain religious texts that we won't get into. But yeah, what are you talking about? Clearly. Um, that being said, is when he is saying that, have are we going to ban every religious person on YouTube that says something that's very similar to that? And by the way, Tim Dillon makes that exact point in a wonderful way, and I give him credit for doing so. Right? So no. I think ultimately right. what he advocates yeah. is for violence against women. Yes. Okay, so I've seen no... He's, been, he's yeah, pro, like, no keeping the woman in yeah. check. Okay. He has videos of him saying, like, if I catch my woman cheating, I think you saw that. Well, he referenced it. Well, I think there's one of the things you where... You oh, he's joking. He's not. Though. Well, he said if she came at me with a machete. I think the full context of that, because people were correcting me Let me online. pull this up. Oh, new full, link. Okay, here. The full context was... She was saying push, yes. Here. If she grabbed a machete, he'd grab a machete or something like that. So here you have Ethan Klein saying that he advocates for violence against women. And of course, the example that he cites is something related to a machete. And Tim Dillon is aware of this example. And in the full context of the clip, he says, if a woman comes at me with a machete, I'm going to defend myself against the woman with the machete. And of course, Andrew says something about her being too incompetent or all women being incompetent with even with the machete. And I've seen the clip. I'm not going to play it for you because it involves a machete. I think they play the audio at certain points in this video, so I can find it. I'll play it for you in their podcast. But, you know, YouTube's terms of service is what it is. Hey, let's watch. Dude once said to me, you probably can't show it, You think so? Yeah. Well, just don't show it. I'll just show it to Tim. You guys can hear the audio. He's a big-ass fucking knife. What if you, like, upset a girl and she catches you cheating and gets a machete? There's no female alive, even with a machete, that would stand a chance against an immense power I possess. Have you ever seen a woman try and do anything complicated? Like, imagine a girl pick this up. Um, if I pick this up, you ain't fucking with me. To say that this is calling for violence against women is patently absurd. And remember, this is the example that H3, Ela, the whole production team had queued up of Andrew Tate calling for violence against women. Him saying that he could beat a woman with a machete if she came at him with a machete. Now, here's where I see it. Right. I think a lot of people see it differently. Yeah. So we're we talking about censorship. We're talking about freedom of speech. Yeah. Everybody believes in in censorship. It's just a matter of where you draw the line. So what Ethan's doing right here is a technique that he probably picked up from Jenks' nephew. You see it all across the internet in left-wing circles where they say, listen, we're all in favor of some form of censorship. We're just drawing the lines in different places. I mean, you draw the line at people actually doing actionable threats calls to action you know things that are crimes within themselves because they are direct calls to action beyond words and i draw the line at people that i don't like and let me bring you an example that will show you exactly how buffoonish this talking point is sure do you think for example isis should be able to have a tiktok channel what are they doing 
Is it they're just fun? talking about is cool it they're dancing? Then yes, they're radicalizing people. They're talking about like infidels, and we need to stone infidels. Problem, and right? You if need I'm to come to you. You know, if you don't join us, sure. you're going to go to hell. So first of all, what Ethan describes right there in terms of ISIS is calls to violence, direct threats. You're recruiting people to wage war against the United States, and not only do we restrict them on social media or try to block their messaging, but we actually kill members of ISIS. If you ask Ethan Klein. If we should kill Andrew Tate based on his speech, hopefully he would say no. I don't know how far gone as a leftist he is at this point, but most people reasonably would say that you would not kill Tate or you would not kill people who follow Tate. We would kill ISIS, and most people would support going and killing ISIS because they're a member of a terrorist organization. That is the difference. You could try all the rhetorical debate me bro tactics you want, but fundamentally, we all understand the difference unless you're willing to either bite the bullet and say that we're not able to kill terrorists that are engaging in terrorism or that you do want to kill people on the other side of you politically. Uh, but you might have to delete a lot more channels than ISIS if you are going to apply a very broad... Definition. But that doesn't happen. Well, let's yeah. just. Let's but I mean, here's the thing: there's a lot of clerics, Islamic clerics, that are in the UK mm -hmm. that say very similar things to that. Right? Are they on TikTok? Probably. I mean, I, you could easily well, pull up ten incredibly well, let, offensive. Let, let, let yeah. me just. Uh, yeah, I don't think they should be allowed to do that because yeah. it's hate speech, right? Then, of course, Ethan mislabels what ISIS is doing as hate speech, which is absurd in every possible way. Hate speech is a meaningless, nebulous term. It does not have a definition. The Supreme Court has ruled that it is fully protected speech. In fact, it is the most protected speech because speech that challenges, that offends, and all that is the whole purpose of the First Amendment. What he's trying to do is conflate calls to actions, recruitments for a terrorist organization that is waging war on the United States and on our European allies allies as the same thing as calling somebody a mean name or misgendering somebody on the internet that's insanity that's an absurdity ethan knows it and again anytime you want to refute it ethan anytime you want to bite the bullet and say you are in favor of killing your political opponents we know that you call for violence against the nra before so maybe you actually are or that you're not in favor of killing terrorists go ahead feel free to do so well it depends on what they're saying i think it's the, the hate speech thing is very blurry right yeah because like if you criticize certain uh people in you know uh, a war for example right you there's you know for example they allowed in the social media companies allowed people to say things about russian people not only putin they were able to say hateful things about russian people during the onset of the russia ukraine war they were they were kind of allowing some more of that stuff right so I think it's really that these... Wait, these, you're saying you couldn't support Russia? No, you could say anything you wanted to yeah, about Russia. You could say, yeah. kill all Russia. You could say all that stuff. I think a lot of these standards are unevenly applied because it's very difficult to apply standards evenly. Wait, how is it... I'm, I'm confused about what were people being censored about in the Ukraine? No, they weren't. They weren't. For example, you're saying if there's if there's hate speech and you go, what constitutes that? Because... It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, I think what constitutes yeah. that is, you know, calling for violence or or... Yeah, violence against, you know... I think harassment, for example, doxing and harassment. Targeted harassment of people and doxing are very easy to identify and shouldn't be tolerated. But people saying hateful things about each other 
Or it's more about targeting yeah. a group of people, right? Again, credit where credit is due to Tim Dillon. He's just a comedian, yet he is making the case perfectly that Ethan's standard is far too broad and could be applied to anybody. And then he gives specific examples of stuff that is easily defined that you should be punishing people for. And of course, this is outlined in our law because we're the only country on earth that enshrines free speech in our constitution. And he is just expressing those values on a cultural level, which is what this conversation is really about in regards to social media companies. Sure. So, so yeah. Also, like, let's acknowledge that these are private yeah. companies. It's not. Oh, at, they can do whatever point, they want. It's not a free, even really oh, a free speech issue. No, they issue. can absolutely do whatever they want. The government owned Twitter. It'd be a whole different conversation. Yes. So then Ethan goes into the private companies. They can do whatever they want. That kind of loses steam when you find out that the FBI is going to social media companies and telling them to be on the lookout for Russian disinformation. And then they're censoring true stories like the Hunter Biden laptop, which, by the way, the FBI already had possession of that information and already authenticated it. So they they didn't even call and say, hey, wait a minute, this wasn't what we were talking about. This is actually legitimate information or the other mechanisms in which the federal government has been pushing social media companies to censor. They're going to bring up one example later on. Don't think I'm not going to touch on it, but we'll go through this as if we're talking about free speech in a cultural sense, which Ethan can't understand. This is something that should go beyond the government. It should be a value that is protected culturally, because if we lose our cultural impetus to protect freedom of speech and freedom of expression, it will not be long before the government starts imposing on those free speech rights. And we're already seeing that. But where I actually agree with them is that so I personally think if ISIS was doing like the Sprite Challenge on TikTok, I wouldn't be down with that. For sure. (laughs) Because ultimately their goal is to radicalize people. Yes. And and ultimately, you know, kill people like me. Right. And lots of other people. Everyone that's not that. Right. It's not even about me. He hates everyone. And then, so let's take it a little bit further. Do you think that, like, um, like uh, the KKK or like ultra white nationalists should be able to have uh, a TikTok or YouTube channel? So what makes me laugh about this is Ethan's like, let's take it one step further. Let's take it beyond the terrorist organization that committed terrorist attacks and killed a bunch of people to the KKK who hasn't killed anybody since 1980 to a group that has under 10,000 members in the United States of America and basically are relevant at this point in time. In fact, the only time when the KKK was really relevant was when they were the militant arm of the Democratic party i think probably and the reason i say that is because i think if you if you info like we dealt with the kkk for many years by ignoring them right kkk they're they're able to march they're able to speak this is something the supreme court ruled on um yeah that's free speech yeah that's not what we're talking no i mean if tiktok wants to ban their channel i don't as a private company they can do whatever they want if you ask me should people with horrible views be allowed on social media i would say yes because I think you need to counter those with better views. So again, Tim Dillon hitting the point home. The reason the KKK is totally irrelevant right now is because we ignored the KKK. We didn't try to restrict their rights. We had some counter protests and all that stuff throughout our history. But over time, they waned in influence and not because they were being oppressed. In fact, the Supreme Court ruled in favor of their First Amendment rights. And then he tells him that he is in favor of private companies being able to ban people, but he doesn't think that they should do it. He's saying they should not do it. He's talking about the culture of freedom of speech. Also, I need to dispute that TikTok is a private company. It is a subsidiary of the Chinese Communist Party. So, you know, there is that. I think there's a difference between bad views yeah. 
So Ethan tries to make a distinction between bad views and dangerous views. Of course, he doesn't actually make the argument for that distinction. But then he says something that, of course, cuts to the core of what we're talking about. And like dangerous views, like hate, hate, and, and by the way, yes, this whole I, that's true, and yeah. the whole like notion of like the battle of ideas or yeah. whatever, uh, good yeah. good ideas be bad ideas. I think we've learned that that that's, that's not really happening, is it? Well, so even by definition, right here is a fascist. He is an authoritarian. What he's saying is this whole idea about the battle of ideas resulting in the proper ideas coming to the forefront that hasn't proven to be true. Therefore, since I don't like the outcome of freedom of speech. I'm going to censor it because I want the outcome to be in line with my political worldview. This is an authoritarian worldview. It is clearly what fascist governments did. It's what communist governments did. And by the way, not much distinction between fascist governments and communist governments, except fascist governments tended to have better economies. This is Ethan Klein through and through. This is who he is. And this is what the argument fundamentally boils down to. Ethan didn't like the outcome of the 2016 election. Ethan doesn't like the idea that he's not getting the policies that he wanted therefore he's in favor of censoring his political opposition because if he just bans enough people if he just restricts the rights of enough people then maybe they'll have some modicum of freedom my thing is who makes these decisions like these are all unaccountable people that work at these companies that are making these decisions is there any process that could be more democratic more transparent where mm-hmm. that the banning is not just an edict of a small group of people is there a way to do it that might well be they'll owned? never it would have to be owned by the you know the government for that to ever be a thing so whenever ethan's trapped whenever he can't get around an argument whenever there's some criticism of the process of these decisions being made ethan starts talking about how oh the government would have to take over twitter in order for this to happen we would need the government involved in this situation for this to happen it's a nonsensical argument when he poses the dichotomous option i will address it but i want to move on to Ela wondering what the big fear is well, what, I, I, what I, I just wonder true, What's the big fear? Yeah. What are you? What well, the are you? And all, the other people always worried? that, for example, people were getting kicked off Twitter in the beginning of COVID for saying that COVID may have originated in a lab. Mm-hmm. Now that is a, a a belief that's been in the mainstream news. I- so right here, you have a perfect example brought up by Tim Dillon, and it's actually even more perfect than he remembers because at the time of the start. Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com.
Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting mode, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com fighterflare.com Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting mode, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. Flare.com. Part of the pandemic, you had government officials talking about how there was misinformation across the internet. There was going to be so much misinformation, and social media companies really needed to step up in order to block it, in order to make sure that people got the true information. So they ended up censoring the lab leak theory, which, by the way, was the most logical theory possible at the time, and I will explain that a little bit later. And one of the reasons why this was pushed so much, or one of the reasons why the government was so ambiguous about it, is it turns out the NIH through another organization, was actually funding, in part, the laboratory that was doing these experiments in Wuhan. So we had a situation during the beginning of this pandemic where social media companies were censoring a perfectly valid theory on the origin point of a virus, which ended up inadvertently or directly, because again, this was inspired a lot about the warnings from the CDC and the NIH about misinformation, shielding potential government actors and nefarious actors within our government and within the Chinese government in relation to to this lab but so yeah. the, the there was a difference right at the time it was like there was literally no evidence to support that that's untrue that's I, not true i think it is there was true. The right there ethan just shows you how unbelievably ignorant that he is and this is what you can expect for somebody who just garbles down cnn talking points and hangs around with jank's nephew because he thinks jank's nephew is a smart guy he just said there was no evidence at the beginning of the pandemic that the virus could have originated from wuhan because remember the social media companies were censoring the lab leak theory even though members of our own 
home government were actually investigating the lab leak theory. On top of that, we know that the virus originated from a species of bat that was not sold in the market in Wuhan where it appeared, which was right by the laboratory, but the bat was being studied in the laboratory. We also know that the bat didn't live anywhere near where the laboratory was. So the idea that this bat flew all the way to Wuhan and didn't infect anybody along the way, but then infected people in Wuhan was not a very plausible explanation. On top of that, we also know because we have an international database where laboratories like this can sequence viruses that the virus was sequenced well before the thing became a global pandemic and the Chinese actually destroyed samples related to the pandemic and there was a doctor that was killed plus a bunch of other evidence that would lead anybody reasonably to speculate that the lab leak theory was at least a possibility at the time. And again, this isn't even a situation where you're saying the virus was made in a lab or anything like that, but they were studying coronaviruses from bats, that exact species of bat, in that exact lab, and that area was the origin point of the virus. So Ethan is just wrong on every possible level we knew from the jump. We actually knew back in November this was being speculated about online when we had the early reports, November of 2019, that the lab was the most likely origin point, but social media companies censored it, and Ethan's okay with it, and he's going to give you the dumbest reason why. A lot. I just want to be... Let me be clear. I don't think people were getting banned just for saying I think mm-hmm. this originated in China. I don't. I don't. I think people yeah. were getting banned yeah. for like outright, uh, like hateful shit, like calling it like kung flu mm-hmm. and saying we need to fucking. There's there's people that yeah. take it to an, a degree that is inciting Yo, hate and violence sure. against Asian people, which yes. was a problem. So then Ethan just vomits out more proof of his complete and utter ignorance. People actually weren't getting banned for calling it Kung Flu or calling it the China virus or saying that it originated from China. Everybody knew that the virus originated from China. People were getting banned for speculating that the lab leak hypothesis was a valid hypothesis. They were being censored specifically for that claim, not anything to do with the virus originating in China. In fact, Stephen W. Mosher, who is a China scholar, was actually banned for writing this op-ed that didn't say he was engineered in a Chinese lab, just that we shouldn't trust China because the coronavirus may have leaked from a lab. I will link this in the description, this piece that got him banned. It is a well-reasoned opinion piece, yet this was the status quo on social media. There's, there's people that yeah. take it. To an, a degree that is inciting Yo, hate and violence sure. against Asian people, which yes. was a problem. So I don't think people were really getting banned. But there were the instances degree. of people that have been banned for certain things where you go, these are now accepted things or they're now mainstream beliefs. Right. But you have to draw the difference, right? Because yeah. people, like, people, you could say, I right. think this originated in China. You right. don't get banned. Yeah. Because the people that during a time when Asian yeah. people were being fucking attacked. Ethan, a little bit of research into any topic at all, rather than just getting your garble perspective from the mainstream news from Jenk's nephew would be appreciated. I will link this piece in full in the description box so you can read it and see if this was dangerous conspiracy theorizing or just a well-reasoned piece on why we should examine the possibility. You would think somebody who's so in favor of progress and so afraid of authoritarianism would be a bit worried that all of our social media companies were essentially acting as arms of Chinese censorship in the United States of America and across the world during a pandemic where we need information. And as for the whole thing about anti-Asian hate crimes and all that, 
yeah, that was happening, but we all knew the virus came from China, so some percentage of dumb people are going to attack a bunch of Asian people. On top of that, considering Ethan is who he is, he probably thinks that the people committing the anti-Asian hate crimes were largely white Trump supporters, when we know, based on the data, that it was African Americans who were most likely to vote Democrat. And by the way, the vast majority of those weren't actually hate crimes. They were just regular robberies or regular crimes that occur between blacks and Asians in the United States of America. And I've documented these negative attitudes between these two communities and the justifications for it since the LA riots, because we have footage of people saying that they basically deserve to have their businesses burned down because they're all insular and all these other stereotypes about Koreans. Why are we the victims? My friends are good Christians. I mean, we've been through so much and to go through this. I mean, everything, 22 years down the drain. Many Koreans who yesterday were the shopkeepers of South Central Los Angeles today have lost the businesses they took years to create. What can I say? Uh, you know, I don't have any word to say. This looks a comeback, John. George Huang woke this morning to find his mini mall burnt to the ground. A loss of a million and a half dollars and a lifetime of dreams and effort. I don't mind that. Whatever they need to take it out. But why they burn out the property? That's I don't, That's my question. I'm not surprised that the Koreans got targeted because their prices are high, their attitude is wrong. And they just don't seem to have any respect for the black community. So considering Ethan would be a crime denier on this issue when presented with the data or presented with any of the videos, and Ethan has advocated for defunding the police as these crimes were spiking, I would not take anything he said seriously, especially when he's so off base in what he's talking about. Fucking Alex Berenson's a guy who just got kicked off Twitter. He actually won a court case. He just got put back on. He's a big critic of the vaccine, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He just actually won a court case. So Tim Dillon really undersold this portion of the story because the person he's talking about is a man called Alex Burinson, and he was banned on Twitter for supposedly spreading COVID misinformation, despite the fact that the company admitted that he did not violate any of the rules. However, the reason he was banned, according to the internal communications over at Twitter, and by the way, this is the reason why he won his suit and got reinstated, was because the Biden administration was lobbying the social media company to censor him. So the idea that this doesn't have First Amendment implications when we see agents of the government specifically trying to ban people in the media from their platforms, from their distribution, is absurd. I really wish Tim Dillon would have emphasized this point. I really wish he would have hammered it home because it completely undercuts what H3 is pushing. And again, it shows us exactly the problem with the unaccountable bannings and people being generally in favor of that. We don't know because they can't reveal or they don't reveal the fact that they're getting tips from the government on who to ban part of my thing here is like should we be giving the people that run tech companies complete and total authority and power over the public domain and i think that we can all find egregious examples of people that say very offensive things we go yes they shouldn't have a platform that being said we don't i don't know that this is a state when you say like what is everyone afraid of i think people like me that make a living speaking or whatever i don't think we're completely comfortable with giving private tech companies complete control over the you public think but you're not saying anything on the level of what he's saying no, no, no. but you're not saying anything on the level of what he's saying no, no, no. so he explains why we shouldn't be so comfortable about this why we should question this and then Ela immediately failing to grasp the concept of the word principle says well you're not saying anything that's that bad don't worry about it i'm not worried about myself per se i'm just saying i'm saying i don't know where things go and i think that there's there's a certain 
acknowledgement of the fact that like small groups of people making decisions for everybody is not necessarily in the interest of everybody, right? I mean, it's throughout history. You've seen that like if you have complete total power, that might not be good. Right. Again, credit to Dylan. He lays out his case right here. It's sensible. I would also argue that there is undue influence from the Democratic Party on these social media institutions, and we've seen that behind the scenes. We've seen that with Facebook. Zuckerberg just admitted the FBI came to him, and that caused an action. I don't believe that the FBI just went to Facebook, and that's why we had the Hunter Biden laptop censored. So we have agents of the federal government going to these people, pushing them in a certain direction, and it changes the outcomes of the election. Elections. That is not a good scenario, and it's done in secret. You should not be on board with it. I feel like that could be a solid thing to talk about, but yeah. we can talk about it not when we're talking about Andrew Tate being removed, because yeah. I don't think that what you're talking about applies yeah. to this guy. Now, I've often called Elo the smart one in the H3 duo. I've often said that she's probably the reason, because she was his editor, that he was so successful in his reaction videos, but this is just not a good showing from Elo right here. She can't grasp the concept of a principle. The reason you talk about censorship, the reason you talk about unaccountable bannings when it's somebody like Andrew Tate, A, is because he's a prominent figure, and B, it's because the principle goes beyond the individual case. That's what we're concerned about. We're saying, okay, you're saying Andrew Tate now, too bad, no good, no bueno, but eventually that Overton window keeps shifting and keeps shifting, and more and more people get caught up in it. Because yeah. I don't think that what you're talking about applies yeah. to this guy. Who is just I, he's right. saying There's, vile stuff. I don't think what you're talking about applies to this guy. He's saying vile stuff, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you don't understand. What he's saying is that no matter what you're saying, if you're not crossing the line into threats, calls for violence, recruitment to a terrorist organization, then that should be protected. And again principle over the individual thing that you find distasteful i know that might be hard for you to understand because yeah. i don't think that what you're talking about applies yeah. to this guy who is just I, he's right. saying There's, vile stuff that yes. i'm a woman yes. you're not right it doesn't affect you so well, it does in the sense that we all live in a society i don't want no women but what I read does, it, no I but it doesn't affect you like it does me what i'm a woman say. yeah he hates me yeah, like, you know what I mean? It's like Jews and, sure. and the KKK. No. So Ela, of course, goes full identity politics. She's like, I'm a woman. It affects me. You have no say in this. This is an absurd argument. It's a non-argument. It's an appeal to identity. And of course, it's not even true. This doesn't affect Ela. Ela is the CEO of Teddy Fresh. She's the co-host of the H3 podcast. I don't think Ethan is listening to Andrew Tate and governing his life based on those philosophies. So it quite literally does not have any impact on Ela. And and by the way, this is the same exact argument that Zarna Joshi used against Ethan Klein when it came to Humongous. On top of that, they try to double down even further with the identity politics, saying that it's only men that are defending Tate. What's interesting is that yeah. the amount of people I see who are like free speech, let's not ban Tate, or a right. lot of the stuff I say is I don't like Tate, but uh, you know I believe in not censoring people in free speech. It's all men, right? It's all so men. If you talk, it really yeah, is. There's got to be some women. There, I'm sure well, there let's, is. let's yes. look for that yeah. one. No, I'm sure there's <laughs> Almost every female content creator I know personally or I watch on the internet.com has said that they don't support this ban because it's clearly a violation of the concept of freedom of speech. And even if they disagree with Tate, they're not in favor of it. So the appeal to every woman agrees with this is stupid. And also, if every woman agreed to some other absurd authoritarian measure, 
that wouldn't make it a good argument. Let's look for that one. Haha, ha, very funny. I guess if you're in the minority, then therefore your opinion doesn't matter. Or if you're in the minority, therefore you can be discounted. I thought this was all about protecting those people in the protected classes, the protected groups. Andrew Tate has good ideas. I don't think his ideas are good for young men. What I think is there is a, a, a whole other problem about unilaterally banning somebody the way these platforms work together to ban somebody overnight completely remove them it's I not mean, overnight I, well it may not be overnight That's, but it's, it's pretty not overnight quick the it's way over it happens, a long right the way i'm sure it's been debated for a long I'm time sure, but that so they did ban him overnight all these social media companies essentially at the same time banned andrew tate and ethan and Eli are like oh well it was months along in the making because he rose up over the course of months and people like them were advocating for his ban and they're saying don't worry we were told by some back channels behind the scenes that the ban was well considered so you should definitely trust us process maybe should be a little bit more public so do you think twitter should be nationalized i don't know if twitter should be national because that's the only way that's going to happen yeah again such a stupid argument should twitter be nationalized because that's the only way it's going to happen no, no, it shouldn't be nationalized. The government shouldn't be running it. The government, the Democratic Party, are the ones pushing for this censorship most of the time. But maybe you could do some augmentations to Section 230, because if you read Section 230 of the Communications Act, it was never intended to have this result. In fact, it was specifically intended to foster conversation on the Internet and have it free-flowing. If you're going to have a censorship regime or a stated political view act as a publisher, you could make changes that say basically if you want to do that then fine but you're not going to be protected from liability for the third party content you can make changes like that you don't have to do that we could also of course put pressure on these companies and we can make fun of people like ethan and Ela, who are all good with these private companies as long as they're aligned with their ideology censoring the people that they don't like as they melt down and freak out and start hating Elon Musk out of nowhere because he wants to buy one of these companies and change the way that they operate. Ethan and Elon are not principled. They're all about getting the outcome that they want. And since they are amongst the privileged class on social media right now, they're the ones with the benefits. They're the ones being boosted in the algorithm. That's what they want to keep. Essentially, they're the people that pull up the ladder after they've gotten their success. But I, I will say this. I mean, he's already made it to such stardom and sure. like mainstream For he's sure. been talked on yeah. everywhere so it took them months Ela focusing on the it wasn't overnight this grew over the course of months and it took them months in their secret process to ban them all these companies coordinating together in secret to do so around the same time so it's not overnight it's totally irrelevant nobody cares about that and the fact that he had so much influence, such a large following, and it would be noteworthy that he was nuked off the platforms without explanation is what people find concerning. This is the issue. Yeah. But at the same time, I also think that hate groups, violent hate groups, yes. uh, should not be expected to have uh, free reign to I do think the fuck they want. I think if we could draw a platform. line around violent hate groups, totally understand. And I think hate is a violent hate group. You have Ethan Klein conflating terms, changing the definitions of words, because this is the only way he can make a sound argument. So he just said violent hate groups, people who are actually engaging in violence, you know, he referenced ISIS earlier, so terrorist organizations, they should be banned. But also I think Andrew Tate, the individual, is a violent hate group. Again, Ethan nonsensical in every possible way i would call it bad faith but i actually think it's the lack of intelligence that's just garbling all these thoughts in his head that he's vomiting up on the screen i think 
there is a victim complex on the right. They are all, they think they're being censored. In truth, I really don't think they're being more censored than no, the I, I think when you look yeah, at it. I, I, people yes. people look at the yes the leadership yeah. of tech companies and they usually say they're libs. Well, there's people on the far yeah. left that have been censored too. I mean, Abby Martin and Chris Hedges are not right wing mm-hmm. balls. I don't think it is only right wing. I mean, dude, yeah. like Stephen Crowder, for example, he's out there like reenacting the George Floyd uh, right. uh, murder for right. shits and giggles, and he's fine. He's still on YouTube. So first of all, Stephen Crowder didn't reenact the George Floyd murder. He was trying to make the case that that hold that position isn't deadly unless you already have other issues like drugs in there. So it was an experiment. It wasn't in poor taste so short after Floyd. I mean, again, that's up to you. But the idea that Crowder hasn't been restricted or lost his monetization on his YouTube channel is absurd. Again, Ethan has called for the bombing, a terrorist attack of an NRA convention because that's who Ethan is. He's totally fine. His co-host Jenks nephew has called for violence against landlords, has called for all manner of violence. Totally fine. One of the most promoted people on Twitch. And again, his co-host. Also, Jenks nephew is a very apt comparison to Andrew Tate because he also comes out of the pickup artist wing of the internet. He's just a left wing or perceived to be a left wing pickup artist type. And Andrew Tate is weirdly positioned on the right wing when he's borderline just right of center on some issues maximum if you saw those videos of the teachers from school no i didn't see those. so kids are like refusing to listen to a female teacher that's or not they're refusing and they say we read, learned it from they're Tate. refusing to read an yeah. essay that was written by a female author <laughs> yeah it's great no that's it's cra- really that, listen, bad that's crazy and so that's like it's really bad so then you have ethan and Ela talking about a teacher who posted a video and there's reddit posts and all this who claims that andrew tate is so influential that her students are refusing to listen to her because she's a female teacher and her students won't read essays because female teacher female essay writer and all that nonsense and instead of saying this teacher needs to discipline her students better this teacher needs to call the parents the parents need to be aware of what their children are doing they want this as an excuse to censor andrew tate which we're gonna go over but i just want you to see how ridiculous the video is that they put up anyway watch this i I think this is interesting okay yeah and I teach sixth grade. Um, we've been in school for three days now, and within these three days, the amount of young 11-year-old boys that told me that they love Andrew Tate is ridiculous. This man is really affecting the minds of young men. I had a boy today, 11, turn to a girl and tell her that she's fat, women need to be thin, she sits at home and she eats all day, and that she's like every other girl in the world, and that she uses men to get money, and at least he's a hard-working man and he works for his money. An 11 year old did that? Yeah, but, but, yeah, which is like, that's okay. not great. No, exactly. And there's actually a lot of examples of this. Cause- so, first of all, I don't believe it. I don't believe it at all, but whatever. That's not the issue at hand. Social media companies cap the age of usage at around 13. So if this guy at age 11 is watching Andrew Tate on social media platforms, that is on the parent. This teacher should be able to discipline the child for stepping out of line. And again, that is on the teacher. And by the way, she shouldn't be posting as a government official her complaints about somebody on social media and demanding their restriction because that gets into sketchy First Amendment territory. 
This whole situation could have easily been resolved at the teacher level, but since everything gets promoted and pushed on the internet, and she's trying to get attention by mentioning Andrew Tate in her video, you end up with this scenario, which likely probably had some minimal truth to it, but gets broadened out and blown up into this whole big scenario so that it can make a national news item. On top of that, this is a standard moral panic situation. Ethan would not have accepted the teachers that came out against Miley Cyrus when she started doing all the sexualized performances because they were complaining about the kids in their classrooms dressing like Miley Cyrus. Ethan wouldn't have said Miley needed to be banned from all social media from her record label lose her job just because some teachers are pushing a moral panic. And Miley Cyrus, unlike Andrew Tate, directly markets to children. That was her brand before she turned 18 and then went full over sexualization. The same exact stuff happened to NWA and a bunch of rappers where people would complain about the kids adopting the gangster culture, talking back to the teachers, all based on this music, and they wanted restrictions and bans on that music, and they wanted the record labels to stop producing it. If the record labels stopped producing it, you think Ethan Klein would have endorsed that? You think Ethan Klein would have been like, yes, you have to pull this music because it's so bad. Look at the impact on the kids. Let me drag some teacher, some cat lady teacher, out from TikTok so that I could show you how bad they are. No, he would call the teacher, if it was a white lady, a Karen, a racist. If it was a male teacher with the Miley Cyrus, he would call them a sexist, and then he'd move on with his life. This is the exact same tactic, the exact same scenario, except the other two examples that I mentioned are far more influential, far more mainstream people, and they were promoting very toxic ideas. The whole F the police thing, the whole gangster culture, all of that is negative, actually criminal lifestyle being sung about, being rapped about, being pushed on kids. The over-sexualization from Miley Cyrus targeted specifically at girls, but okay, that's totally fine. That's no big deal. That doesn't need to be restricted, but Andrew Tate, this far less popular person, definitely the bigger problem. School just started. Yeah, there's kids that fucking look up to this guy, and it's... So I don't don't know why, as a parent, you're letting your child, 11-year-old, watch Andrew Tate videos. Well, it gets more more complicated than just letting your kid watch, because, like, some teachers said that some kids are kids of immigrant parents and they don't understand English. They don't, they see the kid watching. This is the most pathetic and embarrassing line of argumentation of all time, but of course it's set up perfectly for the left wing. They're like, oh, well, we want to shift responsibility to this person on the internet.com and we don't believe in responsibility of the parents or the teachers. So what we're going to say is actually this woman added in because most of the replies that she got were, this is on the parent, that the parents don't even speak English. They're immigrant parents. So Andrew Tate is taking advantage of the immigrant parents and it is totally impossible for a teacher to call in a parent-teacher conference, bring a translator that speaks that language, show the parent a picture of Andrew Tate and have the translator explain that their child is repeating the views from this person and that's why they're being disciplined because I don't know if you know this, they're immigrant parents. It's just impossible to do that in any possible way. It's far easier to demand that all the social media companies in a coordinated way ban somebody that coincidentally Coincidentally, Ethan and Ela don't like that. Coincidentally, the mainstream media doesn't like. That's because we think about the poor immigrant parents. And remember the 11-year-old that's talking about how he makes all his money and the teacher can't do anything. There is no authority figure at all. All you could do is ban Andrew Tate from social media. That's the only thing humanly possible to do. To I mean, I think decision. it's a complex issue. It's, right? not so it's not an easy issue. I don't think it's an easy fix. I don't think any, anyone is saying it's easily solvable. 
is wrong because that basically you're just saying whoever runs Twitter and YouTube at the current moment mm -hmm. should be God. That's a hard no oversight at all. That's yeah, a again, difficult yeah, argument yeah, to make. Ethan and Ela are pathetic in their argumentation. They don't have any good counters. They don't have any good points. And this is why a comedian who wasn't even as prepared as them and their entire team can basically refute everything in real time right in front of their faces. This is why Ela has to go, oh, I'm a woman. Therefore, I have the say in it. Just like Zarna Joshi with that humongous situation. Oh, wait a minute. That's stunning hypocrisy. Let me not acknowledge that. That's a good argumentation. Yeah, we're, we're, we're on board with that. I think that's interesting because I think the natural impulse for a lot of people is to be like, Oh, let's not censor people. You know, of all the dumb things that Ethan Klein has said over the years, and believe me, there's a ton of them. Too many to count. In fact, if you try, you will be long dead before you're done. This has to be really high up there. Ethan Klein just said the natural inclination of people is to not censor. If that were the case, Ethan, why would the United States Constitution need to guarantee the right of freedom of speech to its people? Why would it go out of its way to restrict the government from restricting freedom of speech? Obviously, this is done because this is not people's natural inclination. In fact, just the opposite. No other country has a First Amendment like the United States of America. All these European countries that are so similar to us restrict speech that they don't like. Hate speech, jokes. They police in Twitter in London. This is because the natural inclination is towards Ethan's position, which is authoritarianism. But I wonder... Well, because there's some a thing people... about delighting in the censorship of your enemies and going, oh, these people disagree with me, let's get rid of them. Because I think we all know that if certain people had their way, it wouldn't only be hate groups, it would be anyone that disagreed with them. So there are people that hold political positions that are different, and they could easily be described as hateful, right? Mm -hmm. we're at the, we're, this is the most contentious, or one of the most contentious periods in our country's history. So if it was easy enough to just say we could all identify what a hate group was, and exactly how they behaved, but there's people that would advocate banning people that that are, you know, congressmen and senators and whatever. And then the, the reality is right. it's like... But that's not happening, right? Yeah, of course it is. There are people that advocate to getting all of these people off, right? Advocating or is it happening? Well, it happened with Trump. So that right. was the right. Yeah, and, 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 and he had coming. Let's be honest. Well, Fundamentally, these people are authoritarians. They're only on board with the censorship regime because they think it's only going to affect people that they don't like. And currently, they're in vogue with these social media companies, so they feel privileged in that they can all work together because they were part of the campaign to get this guy banned and get rid of people they despise. This is who they are. This is who they've always been, and they're just showing us every single day that they try to tackle politics. Anyway. That's that's all I really have for you guys today. Thank you so much for watching. If you like this video, show them by leaving a like, subscribe for more content, follow me on all my social media, support me via the support links in the description box of this video. This has been me talking about Ethan and Ela going full authoritarian. Till next time. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only 
only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.